Welcome to the EcoSend podcast. Stories from marketers, founders, and changemakers leading businesses for a better world. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the EcoSend podcast. I'm James, your host, and I'm thrilled to have another wonderful episode today of the show. Today, I am joined by Caroline Stevenson from The Meadow Barns. And Caroline, after a long career in music teaching, uh, retired in 2017, and she was ready for a new challenge. Caroline planned and built an eco home and turned the garden into an education center for Climate Hope. And she also runs a blog called Green Fridays and is a wonderful user of EcoSend, which I might, might add, and, <laughs> uh, and has really been supporting this new venture and has been sharing what she's been learning along the way. So, Caroline, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Welcome. Yeah, hi. I, I'm good. I have been out and got some fresh air and my throat is tickly, but I'll try to avoid <laughs> coughing on you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I know it's uh, that time of the year where everyone seems to have uh, some sort of ailment of, of some sort. Um, but I, I'm, I'm thrilled you can make it onto the show. And I know we've spoken a little bit over, over the months as we've been uh, working together and having you as an EcoSend customer, which has been great. Um, but I think what we really want to talk about and what we want to hear about is what you've been up to. So um, tell us about Meadow Barnes and what you're up to. Yeah, I'm really keen to hear more. Okay. Um... Well, I came to the conclusion of my teaching career in Easter 2017, and yeah. I'd known for a long time that I wanted to do something with this site, and I, I didn't have, you know, the time or the money, and then it came together. So really, it was like, how am I going to use two very old tumbled-down granite buildings and a whole load of rickety sheds and about <laughs> a third of an acre? What am I going to do? And... I don't know, really. I, I, yeah. I mentioned to you earlier that I did go to um, the Excel Center and I I went and saw Grand Designs show yes, early on yeah. before I yeah. retired. And um, there were some things there. There were lots of things I thought was were kind of rip off and not worth looking at. <laughs> but the one, the ma major one that I adopted was this thing called New Dura. And it's like Lego blocks made of a kind of polystyrene. And they're clicked together. You can build, I mean, we built the front wall here, which I'm looking at, in yeah. a day. And, oh, uh, wow. I mean, basically, you click it together and you fill the middle with concrete. Um, and if I did it now, I would do a different kind of concrete, a, a, a hempcrete or something. But at the mm. time, it was normal concrete. And it was just so speedy. And yeah. the pieces, well, you get different sizes of blocks. You can get different grades, you know, or were kind of that much insulation and that much. They're just massive right. walls. And right. then you've got yeah. options as to what you put on the front, whether you do some sort of cladding or whatever. But because this yeah. was a granite barn, I wanted it to be as original as possible. So we yeah. rebuilt and pointed all the granite on the front. And then I've kept some of the original granites um, in the walls to this side of me, proofing or any insulation or whatever, right on that corner. It's the mm -hmm. weak point. And so I chose to do something which I just evolved, basically, which is that I have a solar array for this house. 
and another one for a second building. The solar's come in, the power goes straight to a little stove, which is called mm. an Everhot. Okay, it's a yeah. Big chunk of old metal, and it sits <laughs> there instead of a battery. Because at the okay. time I thought, ooh, batteries are very, very expensive, and I'm not convinced they're ready yet, sort of thing. So yeah. I chose this little Everhot stove, mm. and it is a total joy all year <laughs> round. It keeps that dry. Completely dry oh, right. and beautifully warm throughout the whole of this. I, I'm actually living upside down. I'm upstairs here. <laughs> I have a wonderful view of the sea and it's great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, Amazing. it works that that, that um, soda comes in and then if there's anything left, it goes to the hot water tank. Now, yeah. you might be able to guess that there's a drawback to that, that in December, how much solar is there? Not a Not lot. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, whereabouts are you actually, Caroline? Ah, you're in the UK, but where, I am whereabouts? very, very near to the Eden Project. Oh, the fact that yes. I mean, they're like six minutes away in the car. Yeah. But of course, they're deep in a pit, and yeah. I'm up on a hill looking out at the bay, and it's just got such a lovely view. Oh. Anyway, I work with Eden Project, actually, yeah. in various ways. I've hosted their students, degree students here for accommodation sometimes. And I have on the site a monitoring facility, which is, I don't know if you knew this, Eden has installed for the heating of their whole site. Oh, and it right. goes three okay. miles down. I mean, that is wow. one long, long distance into the ground. They, they have uh, three three miles deep into the earth. They yes. have, they that's have a... geothermal wow. that's three miles deep. And <laughs> basically, they have like two tubes. One goes down cold water and the next one comes up hot. And they have taken a long time to achieve it. And funnily enough, my little station tells them by remote um, computer things when there's a risk of an earthquake and oh, they wow. did have an earthquake <laughs> they really had a very low level 2.7 i think it was but they mm. have to monitor the seismic yeah. activity yeah, yeah so yeah so i have that here <laughs> that's incredible wow i i feel like there's there's so much to unpack from all of this i um i'm keen to dig into some of the specifics maybe just to start with though caroline what why are you doing this what got you into this whole uh <laughs> let, let me just world and, dot, yeah. dot the one eye here which is that oh yeah in, Go for in it. order to do the hot water through the winter i have a biomass boiler as well that's what i ah, had to yes, okay. discover and yes. add into yeah. the mix and that's, that's okay um gosh i what... can already tell everyone's going to come away from this episode wanting to change a lot of things about their own homes so <laughs> i well, am they, already they just <laughs> need to read the blog because i'll always give both sides of a story it's not sure. always positive you know it's not all sure. all, all brilliant news sure. <laughs> anyway sure. how did i get into this well yeah in i'm just trying to think when it was kind of mid 90s i think late 90s my yeah. mum who was a strong lady, um, <laughs> she decided that she was going to try and get two wind turbines here on this farm, my, my father and grandfather's okay. farm. And I, I expect you're aware that big turbines don't go down too well with They everyone. are <laughs> often controversial, aren't they? Yeah, people aren't always too happy to see them popping oh, up. Oh, man, it the... was astonishing. The level really? of opposition and the, really? the horrible nature of it 
you would oh, not wow. believe because she used to. I'm laughing because my son, who's part of this and loved his granny to bits, yeah. has turned it all into a drama. Into a, a, a he was funded recently by the University of Exeter to turn oh, wow. it into a drama. The whole story of being an activist and trying to make a difference. And he, oh. he put on a red wig and he held a handbag and he pretended to be my mum at church. <laughs> and there's this whole scene, which is true. It is literally true that the vicar and the church wardens said, we're no longer going to use your communion bread. Oh. <laughs> they wouldn't talk to her. They, you know, she wasn't, nobody would sit with her. It was like she was a leper just because she was trying wow. to do these wind turbines. So wow. Tom and I, that's my son, Tom and I sat, you know, literally and figuratively with her through a long period of attempting and getting appeals and it never worked in the end. And there was kind of a good reason in that there was an autistic boy who would have had his bedroom looking out at it and nobody could mm. say whether it would upset his system or he would become obsessed or you know there were experts yeah. with different opinions but anyway that's where it began and I wasn't really aware because then I went away I was working and doing other things um wasn't aware that she was that much behind what I chose to do but I think more and more I look back and I think both my parents and my granddad had sort of input into what I wanted to do here you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible so that really so all of that I mean that's enough to make someone want to not do anything to do with climate and uh, want to run away and have an easier life isn't it but you oh, you decided to carry on that that uh drive and uh and and uh I I would maybe hope see I mean people can easily challenge me on this but the fact that I'm yeah. doing the blog the fact that I'm doing it very small steps nothing yeah. massive sure, sure is showing that i learned from her that i learned yeah. you have to go with people and obviously mm. you know rishi decided that he better not go so fast or whatever it was that he sure. chose to do for and sure. roll back on things but it is important to embrace people in a community and yeah. and you know, really get them in the emotional space that they need to be yeah. in to do change. And I think that's a sure. really big challenge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So so you think today, so there's no uh, wind turbine at the site today, but do you think if you were trying to do that again today, you would have the same kind oh, of opposition? Do you, you think are, it would be? You are so clever to ask that question. <laughs> um, the farmer who bought that most of the land when my father died um, tried to get a turbine on his side of the road and he got just as terrible, terrible treatment. Really horrible. Really? Yeah. Really? So yeah. I have got a different way of doing wind turbines. There's, oh, okay. okay. So there's a company that I've identified and uh, linked up with quite regularly and I've written in the blog. It's called Future Energy, so the E is in the middle, the capital E, futureenergy.com. Yeah. And they do very small wind turbines that are mainly bought for people that want to be off-grid with a little okay. cabin or something. And yeah. I wrote to him and I said, how would it be if the farmer wanted to do 
six down one hedge and six along the other hedge and put it right. all into a battery store. And he said, yeah, it's perfectly okay. feasible. So I'm actually pushing this at the moment towards um, Southwest Water. They're the, our okay. regional provider for water, and they're trying yeah. to achieve a desalination plant, again, against huge opposition, like okay. hysterical opposition. <laughs> and yes, it's going to take a lot, lot, lot of energy, and maybe little turbines all along the hedges wouldn't cut it at all. I don't know, but yeah. I always... I'm always putting things forward. Yeah, and, um, finding solutions rather than... I try, than, I try, honestly. Yeah. And I try, even yeah. though I've got no scientific background mm. whatsoever, <laughs> I spend so much time now trying to really grasp how yeah. these different things work and what the, what they, you know, what the implications are and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Oh, that's it. that is incredible. It's, it's very <laughs> inspiring to hear. Because, you know, it can be, as as I'm hearing here, it can be such an emotionally charged world. And uh, to apply some rigor and uh, and and deep, deep research and, and trying to find solutions is, I think, generally a far better approach than trying to raise problems all the time. <laughs> I think there's a lot of folk out there who care enormously but equally are very, very down now. And mm. I mean, I went last weekend, and I probably will write a little bit about this because the blog's, the last blog's coming out shortly for Christmas. And I went to a new eco sort of hub centre in our big city in Truro, which is in a Truro, tiny place. <laughs> the capital of Cornwall. Yeah, yeah tiny place really. <laughs> but all of those people, they've got a thing on the wall which says, how anxious are you about climate? And nearly all of them put their anxiety level at the very, very top and they're saying they are terrified. And I looked at them and I said, I don't feel like that. Mm. I'm, I'm at number six. I'm concerned <laughs> and I'm trying to do things about it. I, yeah. I kind of feel like if you're terrified... You're almost like a rabbit in headlights and, and, and maybe you can't do stuff. I, I I don't know. I'm really keen to understand more of where they're coming from and, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and just try and change people to feel like there are things we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you're already, in, I think you're, well, you're already definitely inspiring me, Caroline, with your <laughs> approach. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what I can do in my Victorian terraced house in London uh, to uh, to make more impact. And, it is hard. Uh, there is there's always something those... there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely yeah. hard in those buildings. I mean, in yeah. Cornwall, I've been at um, some events, you know, to talk to people, and I generally specialise in folks with small children, very young people, and we pl mm. we build houses with leftover new Dura blocks and stuff. And right, um, right. And I talked to a couple who've got little old cottages, minus cottages that are granite and, you know, very not able to be well insulated and all the rest of it. And sure. even there, there are ways to do it. I mean, there are traditional yeah. hanging on the outside and then you can put insulation behind the slate hanging. Um, oh, okay. I don't think yeah. you could do that in a street in London. <laughs> possibly not <laughs> <laughs> i'm still gonna try and find a way do you, do you think it's an interesting one actually I, having been to cornwall many many times on holidays over the years I've, I've always loved cornwall but also with as you mentioned projects 
like the Eden Project. I've always had a sense that Cornwall's been almost a trendsetter for the rest of the the country in terms of thinking more sustainably and um, setting <laughs> setting a path forward. Would you agree with that, or am I massively uh, no. uh, confused? Okay, no, I I'll tell you where <laughs> okay. in the UK. I mean, it's not in England, but um, Orkney. Shetland, okay. up yeah. in Scotland, there's massive, massively more ambitious things going on in Scotland, right. I think, right. than here. But okay. things are moving. And I went to the Cornwall Sustainability Awards ceremony a week or so ago. Okay, and we yeah. were actually nominated. We didn't win anything. but um, Well, congratulations. That's, that's still something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really proud of the film. They, showed, they said, if you can could you possibly send, you know, 60 seconds of a film? And funnily mm. enough, James, the night that I was taken into hospital with my burst appendix, the mm. last thing I did before I was taken away was like, I have to send this film to the sustainability <laughs> board. Anyway. Not sure if those are correlated at all. Or... <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. I mean, there's specifically... We, a lot of people specialise in plastics out of the ocean and mm. taking stuff out and making things out of them. And there's one company called Cleaner Seas that's just won loads of awards for taking um, very small plastic stuff out of your washing machine. Really practical, really good. Oh, wow. And they got, the, you know, they got one of the awards. So, yeah, there are things happening, but there are yeah. equally, with those opportunities... There are huge risks. And that, again, I come back to Tom's show that he was commissioned to do it because Cornwall has been flagged up as the place to get lithium, right? So oh, right, back, for batteries. And, yeah. yeah. So you look yeah. back at all the ways in which mining was positive and very negative in Cornwall 200 years ago and 100 the, years ago. Was that a tin mine? The tin mines? Tin and was copper. That, Here I'm yeah, sitting yeah. right on the biggest copper mine, one of the largest okay. ex-copper mines. And, you know, what it does to the ground and the ecosystems and, and what it does to the people, the social impact is really ambiguous, whether it's, you know, they get employment, but they get exploited. Yeah. And sure, gosh, sure. there's so many issues about mining lithium here. Uh, and it's mm. not just lithium, the other critical metals that we need. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah, for the de with the desalination I mentioned and talking to Southwest Water, I'm saying you must, must not send toxic brine back out mm. into an ocean, into a bay which has the second largest um, garden of seagrass in the whole UK. Mm. Huge amounts of this seagrass at sequestering carbon and they want to drill through the bottom and release this toxic brine and i'm wow. like no you can't yeah. do that you need to find a different use for this brine so last mm. last week i wrote in the blog loads of stuff about brine and salt and what you can do okay. one of the things is create batteries sodium iron batteries and mm. in australia They've, they've done the main sort of research and I've, I have sent an email to Australia, to the University of <laughs> Southwest. And I'll tell you what, I love the fact that nobody gives you a press card, but you set up and you write your blog. And then when yeah. you go to contact someone mm. and it usually says for press inquiries instead mm. of Joe Blog's inquiries. <laughs> when you go through press inquiries, people do respond. 
I mean, uh, I got once, I got the the top person that I needed in the coal authority. Now, who uh -huh. knew that the coal board is responsible for remediating every mine in this country? Not just coal. Right. Oh, and, okay. And they're engaged in doing some great stuff with old coal mines up north. They they mm. take the hot water that's still in the mines and they heat a whole new housing development. Oh, and wow. I, I got the top, top people talking to me at huge length. And mm. I, did, I was amazed. I mean, yeah, I had... that's it's a good life hack, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I had an email back a... from the special unit that deals with water, future water in the United Nations last week. Wow. Yeah. So that's a good little bit of advice for anyone listening or watching. Then, if you if you want to get hold of people, start a blog, write about it, use the Just press. Call yourself press a journalist. App. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually a, an interesting one. It's like very much why we have loved doing this podcast because we wanted to talk to people to build up our own knowledge. You know, my my own knowledge of uh, everything about sustainability and. It's one thing to try and reach out to people to just have a chat, but but people are much happier actually to get on a podcast to talk about these things, and uh, it, it's a bit a little bit meta to say that, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a uh, it's been one of the most rewarding things to to do. So, um, I I know uh, there was there was so many things you wanted to talk about, Caroline. I know, I, I know we've we've sort of talked weaving around lots of different topics. So we have you the, have, the yeah. uh, but but uh, but overall though the. The project, the Meadow Barns, so you've you've taken over the site and you're basically is would you say it's one of those projects that's never fully complete? It's always a work in progress, but it is it's um, uh, or would you say you're very much satisfied with where you've got to? Because it's an outdoor site and you're doing outdoor education, there's yeah. a lot of ongoing challenges of just like looking after the grounds and yeah. i think i've more or less decided i i need to get a bit more help on the sure. that side of things i've got a lovely couple of people that help me with like when there's things wrong with the roof or whatever like that but yeah. you know all of those things need looking after every year but yeah. i don't see myself developing anything more here yeah but what i am developing for the future are these links you know i've got about if you add everybody that's worked with me in the last six months it's probably 60 or 70 people wow. that contributed wow. little things it may be no more than the most beautiful little flower mate here you are i'm going to show you <laughs> got one here's here. what i made earlier <laughs> <laughs> a little group of people who made beautiful oh. little flowers and apple yep. blossoms and apples and helped yeah. us do a decoration for a ceremony you know there are, there are people helping and with that comes you've got to be realistic what you can achieve and sure. there's two things one is the most exceptional find which is not what less than two miles away is a historic quarry that has been left go for 20 odd years and is now mm. a perfect example of a temperate rainforest but it's also wow. got huge heritage like all the all the train tracks that used to carry granites in and out that there's just so much there there's the old cranes and it's got a little old building that's fallen down and a hut and we want to make a temperate rainforest classroom and start doing loads oh and loads goodness. of education 
but it won't be just us it'll be like in partnership if that happens yeah so that sounds what, fascinating that's a biggie that sounds like yeah i i can imagine a, a movie set there it sounds oh sounds like a great place for an adventure <laughs> oh absolutely we well, certainly i'd already thought about doing photography courses but actually yeah, yeah. yeah it would be an amazing place to make a film <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. So, uh, and then maybe the other yeah, side. Sorry, yeah, is go ahead, to go do ahead. the work with small people in in families at half terms. So I'm doing okay. these climate hope activities in February, which are going to be around China and Chinese New Year, and is China right, a villain right. or a savior? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So I yeah. um that no, it's it's incredible. So I I guess I, one of the topics I know you wanted to talk about was your some of your education work and work on your blog and and how how important that's been I'd love to hear more about that and how you know it's one thing to be doing all of this but you are also putting a lot of effort into writing about everything and sharing it and telling others about it what's the drive for that is it um is it is it to to just try and share your knowledge is it to invite others to contribute is it yeah I'd, I'd love to hear more about that whole initiative of, of all of your writing yeah okay well the first thing is because I'm not a scientist or yeah. have any background like that I feel I have to do homework I, mm. I don't feel I can go forward with what I'm trying to achieve in life unless I do enough research and I guess I love sure. doing research I mean I wouldn't do it if I didn't kind of enjoy massively finding out all kinds of random stuff you know, the, <laughs> the things i found out about salt in the uk last week you would not believe how you know fun they are and how you'd never believe any of it three million tons of salt produced in the uk per year three million right. tons who knew how much of it ends up on fish and chips though that's uh <laughs> not much a lot of it goes on our roads of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> and yes um high grade stuff produced in different ways is obviously mm. culinary and <laughs> but it was it's just really interesting to do the research yeah. and then you don't do yeah. that without thinking well i need to kind of put it wrap it up in a tidy kind of bundle that i can refer to and then of course yeah. it's like oh actually other people can refer to this. Yeah. And so there's a special school that I've worked with where I believe it's very loosely happening, but I think every time they have a um, a moment with a child who's kicking off or, you know, needs a rest or needs certain distraction, they say, let's research this on Caroline's blog. Let's go and see. Oh, what... really? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. And I, the more I could do that, if I could get more schools, ordinary schools, to say on a Friday morning in assembly or even a Monday morning on a, in assembly after mm. I've published, yeah, Monday mm. morning, like, let's pick one of these topics from Caroline's blog and look at this yeah. this week. That would help the schools because they don't have time to do this work. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. do not have capacity, even though they want to. They can do the minimal things, which are make a little garden, plant some wildflower seeds, have some things about bugs and, and bees. You know, that's great. <laughs> but yeah. especially as you get into year six and then back, uh, up into, early, you know, older people, they yeah. need they need to know this stuff is going on around them. Mm. And 
I believe I've seen quite a few kids that have come here to work and are really interested in geology now or might perceive that they have a, a future path in this mm. sphere, you know? Um, yeah, what a wonderful um, sort of approach where people can, you know, very lightweight engage with you online and, and read your findings. And then if they're, you know, willing to take the trip and go yeah. over and start to physically... <laughs> understand what you're writing about and it's such a a great journey and you know i think a lot of this it can feel so hypothetical or distant when you just read things on the web and and to you know have that ability to show people and share those lessons in yeah, person I think, and, so. I think there is yeah. a, a, you know something that's um well people seem to quite be happy with the fact that i jump around from like Oh, it's snow outside. What does snow mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> then I'll do a bit yeah. of research. What does snow mean for the use of, you know, energy in the UK or whatever it is? I just, yeah, it's yeah. quite random at times, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also great that you make it accessible for, for people. As you say, like we've got children learning about it right through to, yeah. You know, sometimes I think a lot of this information can be very, very It's uh, so turgid, so dense, um, isn't it? Yeah. I've got a very yeah. good friend, an adult, who just says, nah. And I now write, <laughs> the next section is quite thick and, you know, quite demanding. You might want to just scoot on. That's fine. Yeah. I, you know, I, it comes with a like a, an alert that says this, yeah. this is a bit <laughs> A but, warning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I feel like we're flying through our, our time, Caroline. I can't believe how, how quickly a half an hour has gone. But I, I also want to make sure we touch on your thoughts on the future. I'm not necessarily asking you to put money and bet on what will happen in the future. But anything you want to share about your, your views on, on how how things are going to evolve in, in, the, in the coming months and years? Well, funnily enough, I'm writing today for the last blog. And I'm yeah. saying... What, if anything, can a handful of ordinary people achieve? You know, can mm. they do anything? Well, obviously, the most important thing is whoever's in charge in number 10. And, sure, sure. you know, we know there's going to possibly be some sort of change next year. So the future, have to say my prayers every night that we will mm. get ideally a complete change of political mm. system you know we mm -hmm. we need to have coalition working for this for the climate really we need some greens and some yellows and some reds and some you know and some blues we just need a mix of people yeah. who are not trying always to compete with each other and then rocking the boat doing it this way for one reason doing it that way for another reason it's just too big to you know an issue to be like yeah. a political football. So, sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. achieve that, but I'll keep no, talking it's a, about it. <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely the case, though, I think, isn't it, that the, the amount of power and change that can come from changes in policy, changes in, in the way uh, laws are set around various things and the, how much impact that can have on industry and and, and the trickle-down effects of, of those of that, that leadership um, is... It's quite incredible that yeah. the impact of that, I think, is, is exciting. But then, you so, know, yeah. as I said, Cornwall is changing and other I'm yeah. sure other counties are too. Lots of places are shaping up. There is a lot to be celebrated mm. at the yes. same time. 
I think absolutely, so. absolutely. I I feel like it's a very positive note to end on, Caroline. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. Just to to clarify, we'll put links in the show notes, but you have well if people want to go see your blog and check out all of your wonderful work um <laughs> uh, the meadow barns yeah the meadow barns has a section called climate hope and the blog is there and the green build yeah. is there and and then there's other bits of the site obviously and then there's yeah. a youtube channel with some okay fun little films that oh brilliant yeah that, brilliant they are designed not to be too intense I mean, actually, <laughs> there's three films on my website of a school that made a presentation to COP26 a couple okay. of years ago. Yeah. Their film. I, I absolutely love their film. It's it's brilliant. So, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. Well, we'll link to both of those in, in the notes and I hope everyone can get a chance to check those out. So, can um, I just say how grateful I am to have come <laughs> from a you know, a mode of sending to people that was Uh. utterly like um, faceless, robotic, (laughs) unresponsive, treated me at a particular point like, you know, you're a nobody. We don't care less about you, (laughs) whatever. And you, who are the absolute opposite of like really listening, really caring, trying to sort out an idiot like me who has no technical (laughs) knowledge whatsoever, I just wanted to highlight that. That's why you're a great, you know, you're just great <laughs> of oh, what you're doing. Caroline, that's very, very kind of you. I will I'll make sure the team know. I'm blushing a little bit now. <laughs> There's a very, very lovely way to end. Thank you. And just to clarify, I did not pay you to say that. You did not. You did not in the slide. <laughs> I was not a sponsored uh, exit there. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Thank you for a wonderful show. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please do give it a like, give it a positive rating on whatever you're using to listen to the show or watch the show. So thank you, and we'll catch you next time. Mm